welcome to Neither Time Nor The Space, a podcast about Doctor Who and the Sarah Jane Adventures and, of course, Torchwood. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the epistolary Matt. Don't know what that word means. Hello, David. Hello, everyone. Could be an insult. Hello. Could be, could be kind. I don't know. I'm going to take it as kindness. You, you, you can Google it later, Matt. Um, I don't so even know if I can this week, spell we do, we're doing it to Google <laughs> uh, we're doing a bonus episode this week, listeners. Um, so, probably going to be a bit shorter than usual, a little more informal. Um, and uh, we're, we're kind of we're, we're rumbling on with our with our listener picks that uh, people very kindly picked for us uh, due to their generous donations uh, from last year's really big quiz. Um, this week, uh, Marcy, shush. Shush, dog. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> that's staying in the edit, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it might. See how I feel. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so, this week, we're going to be talking about expiry dating, a big Finnish audio drama. The first episode from the 10th Doctor uh, Adventures, uh, and um, 10th Doctor and River Song set. Which, um, yeah, I'm very excited to talk to you about Matt. I think it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, uh, remind remind us uh, who who was it who requested this one, Matt? Uh, this was Jacobus X, who it's important to say, David ah. has donated, and I know what the nomination is for this year because he's donated enough for another bonus yeah. episode. Um, but I'd also just right. like to highlight James Courtney. Yet to donate to the Wheelie Big Quiz. Mm. Like, what? What's? Uh, what have we done to upset James know. Courtney? Jacobus X donates all the time. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, uh, we're very grateful to the mysterious Jacobus X for for his donation and, of course, uh, for this uh, request. Um, very much looking forward to that. Uh, before we get there, though, Matt, uh, how's your week been? Has it been all right? Yeah, it's been nice. It's been nice. Not much. Bonfire night last night. Yeah. Did you partake in a bonfire? It was indeed. Uh, I did not. Um, uh, but I did. Uh, we. I was hanging out with um, some relatives, including my father, who I get to see all too infrequently. Um, uh, and he was he was getting to spend a bit of time with his grandson. Uh, with little Zorb's birthday. It's good, good to hear he's made landfall, because you don't see much of him because he's a pirate, isn't he? <laughs> that is the main reason, yes. So I'm, I'm writing into the canon of our podcast that your father is the ghost pirate Barbosa. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm not inclined to disabuse you of that notion. <laughs> There we go, there we go. And that's why you really hate that episode, uh, Curse of the Black Spot. Yes, just because of its unflattering portrayal of uh, of pirates. As I say, if if, um, if there's one thing you shouldn't do with a pirate episode is make pirates seem boring. Which uh, that one somehow manages to do. So what did you and your ghostly wraith of a father came up to this week. <laughs> I've never met you, Dad. I'm really sorry if this is insulting. 
<laughs> well, no, I will say it's a, it's it's a reasonably accurate portrayal because he's he's not a young man and he's uh, and he uh, suffered with uh, terrible kidney failure about ten years ago, <laughs> which has left him. Um, I, I don't know if I've got any good pictures. I'll, I'll, tr I'll try and send you a picture of him later and you can make your own call. But to be honest, Ghost Pirate is certainly one of the easier, would be one of the easier um, Halloween costume choices for him. I'll put it that wow. way. Wow. Um... If you can imagine, if you can imagine me, Matt, but... You know, uh, same amount of facial hair and and and, and, and spectacles and whatnot, uh, but considerably more gaunt and haggard. Okay, so what, what you're trying to say is actually, rather than the ghost pirate Barbosa, your dad is the war doctor John Hurt. Oh yes, yeah, he he could definitely pull off uh, a war doctor as well. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm kind of because I've never really had many about. sort of like <laughs> who, who flipping knows. I think we're just generally catching up. Um, but yeah, anyway, little Zorb's birthday fast approaching, so um, uh, right, managed managed to meet up with four uh, or five, four, four, four years of little little Absorbaloff. Crikey, strength! Imagine that. Where does the time go? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, in in a sort of linear fashion is the answer. Yeah, it'll be taken. Uh, certainly, for, as far as us humans perceive it. <laughs> well, you know, is yeah, it's it's it is it is honestly when I take a step back, it's one of those things where like, I think about it. I think when I think back to when he was a little baby, I'm like. Gosh, that feels like a lifetime ago. But then also, but I think he's going to be nearly... He's practically four. I'm like, that seems to have gone far too quickly. It's very... It's like... It really messes with your perception of time, having kids, I think. Well, wish you um, happy birthday But anyway, yes. That weird guy that sometimes says I hello certainly to him shall. in the street and takes up all his dad's time <laughs> one evening a week. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Um, right then, Matt. Uh, shall we dive straight into the wheelie big quiz, which is, of course, the reason why we're here? Yeah. So, as David's alluded to, this week's episode is linked to our annual charity fundraiser. Any donations of £50 or more, you can donate and suggest a yes, indeed. topic for an episode. Um, do mm. you want me to tell you what Jacobus X has nominated for next year? Oh, yeah, go on. Little tease. Okay. So, Jacobus X has suggested this episode, definitely not James Courtney. And next year, David, one of our bonus episodes, we're going to be watching The War Games. <laughs> oh, that's just greedy, that is. Yeah. So, if we space that over, like, two episodes with our new recording schedule, we'll just have War Games Month. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll have to be. Because that's, that's, you know, you know that's yeah. ten episodes. When about is your birthday? Is your birthday May time? 
No, no, you're way off there. Oh, when's your birthday? Well, you've narrowed it down by, uh, Is it you know, to, to one of 11 months there, haven't you? It's August, isn't it? But yeah, it's going to take, it's going to take uh, uh, some doing uh, at the War Games, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, we, we've got great news this week, David. Mm. What is that? Okay, so this week we surpassed £450 donated to this year's fundraiser. Fantastic Largely stuff. In Thank part you so to much, the person everyone. Who's donated the questions for this week's quiz, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, mm -hmm. So, actually, now we've crossed four hundred and fifty-one pounds, four hundred and ninety-five pounds, if you take into account gift aid, which means, David, across all mm -hmm. three wheelie big quizzes, we've now raised over one thousand five hundred pounds for different charities. Oh. That's a kiss and a half, that is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just You've just got to do it all at once, guys. Just save up for next year. Just all club in together. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're nearly halfway to a kiss. Ah, oh, incredible stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, amazing. Thanks so much to everyone who's donated. Uh, do you want to quickly re remind everyone what, what we're raising money for this year? So this year it's for Cancer Research UK. Um, I did mention a few episodes ago. Unfortunately, my dad received a cancer diagnosis earlier in the year. I know that you, David, have spoke of relatives that have had that same diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So we're just putting a bit of money towards a good cause in that vein. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so all right, then. That uh, brings us to this we've, week's We've got some questions, quiz, have we? David. We have. Now, this yes. week's questions, David, were all suggested by Marie Boudreaux, Mighty McLean Hall of Famer. Oh, amazing. Who awesome. sent a little message that says, I hope this year you finally get to share that long overdue smooch. Um, we got a little donation, <laughs> and she just oh. says that, you know, she supports the cause, having had family that have beat cancer, herself included. So... You know, just to show how awesome. common it is and how, you know, we're all in this together. So, David, Marie yes, donated 30 US dollars, which is about 27 English pounds. I did the conversion. Mm -hmm. So I chucked in the final three pounds to get us over 50 pounds. So it's another ingredient in the sandwich for you this week. <laughs> Brilliant. Shall I pull up the spreadsheet? Oh, uh, yeah. Here we go. Okay. Are you keeping a note of which ones, you, which numbers you've already chosen? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Excellent. Okay. Right. Bear with me one moment whilst it loads. I did have it preloaded, but it's decided it needs to load it again. Here we go. Okay. So, with it being bombed, what number are you night, going for this week, night, David? I'm going to go for number five for yep. the 5th of November. Number five. Oh. Uh, it's, it's again, it's one of the wetter items. Not as wet as, as some of them. Okay. And it's also, also, um, one of the ones that I think will be, will be 
uh, on the more jarring end of, of the general milieu of the sandwich, um, you have selected for me a healthy dollop of Nutella. Oh, that'll go quite nicely with the Tunnock's wafer. Yes, less nicely with the Branston pickle. Yeah. Nutella and tuna. You know, that's like a pregnant oh. lady's craving. This, this sandwich is going to be absolutely vile. What if it's like the Roald Dahl book, George's Marvelous Medicine, and you eat it and all of a sudden you're as big as a house? <laughs> well, it's just a risk we're going to have to take, yeah. Matt. Oh, the more likely you take a single bite and just vomit everywhere. <laughs> you are seriously unwell. Oh. <laughs> Well, it's worth pointing out as 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 the sort of base for the the. Uh, it's not going to be a small sandwich. My plan is to get one of uh, one of those uh, nice sandwich rolls from uh, Thomas the Baker's. Oh for yeah, it. yeah. You might have to go bigger. At this rate, you might need a full stotty roll. <laughs> I'll get Rob from the Cloister Bell to post us some stotties. Mm. Right, well, David, in keeping with that theme, if you know one thing about Marie Boudreau, it's that she refuses to let Meal of the Week die. So this week, David, every question comes from the topic, Doctor Who food. Oh, So there's a a common thing, because Marie sent these questions, and I sent one back just going, oh, cheers for that, thanks, we'll use it this week. And then I had a proper look, and I was like, I like your style. I see what you've done here. And, David, (laughs) there's 12 questions, so it's another double week. Oh, awesome. Okay. The the wheelie big quiz is wheelie wheelie big this week. Right. Are you sitting comfortably, David? As comfortable as I'll ever be. Okay. Question one, David. What was the first food... The eleventh Doctor asked for when he met Amelia Pond. Oh, um, oh gosh, the first one. Oh no! Oh, I, can, I mean, I can remember so many bits in that scene. It's just what came first. Was it an apple? Oh, David, it was an apple. Yes. One point on the board. Now, for double bonus points, can you name all mm-hmm. the foods in order from that scene? <laughs> in order. With in, in order. Um. Okay. Um. Uh, I think. Was is it bacon next? Ah, uh, you failed at the first hurdle, I, David. No. Okay. Well, I'll tell you which ones I can remember. I, I, oh, this is just this isn't for for bonus points. This is just for pride. Um, but I can remember bacon, bread and butter, yogurt. Um, which I I I love the eleventh Doctor's description of yogurt as just stuff with bits in. Um, <laughs> that's a line that's always stuck with me. Ah, uh, what else is there? Ice cream. And and of course, um, 
Fish fingers and custard. Ah, see, Marie's omitted ice cream and put beans in there. Yogurt, bacon, beans, bread and butter. Ah, beans. Fish fingers and custard. Yes. Which sounds like a recipe from your Ah, you know what? Book. Indeed. Um, I tell you what, while I'm thinking of ice cream, maybe the doctor doesn't have it, but I distinctly remember uh, at the end the, the little Amelia is sat... Uh, eating ice cream from the tub with an like using an ice cream scoop as a spoon, mm. um, which is a wonderful image. Ah, oh, you know, you know, some people don't like that scene, Matt. Yeah, but some people hard to imagine. Dickheads, aren't but... they? Do you know what? I, 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 <laughs> today, David, right? And I, I wasn't going to yeah. mention this, but today I've had a bit of a full blown Doctor Who day. Okay. So right, okay. I, li- I listened to the audio drama that we're doing. Yep. I watched the latest episode. I've talked about them before. Clever Dick Films mm-hmm. on YouTube, where they do a review of every Doctor's era. Uh, their episode yeah. of Matt Smith dropped today, and I watched the full two hours of uh, that. Nice. Uh, that was probably a nice bit of nostalgia for you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And then for... An upcoming episode, David. I've started a project, um, so I did that mm. for a couple of hours as well. So I've very mysterious, but yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, whilst I was doing all that, I think my girlfriend went home. Um, <laughs> maybe you should have paid more attention. Right, maybe. Question... Uh, just to be clear as well, Matt, you're not a Doctor Who fan, right? No, no, no. I was just, uh, just. Just busy work. Right. Question two, sure. David. Okay. Nice simple one. What dish was Oswin Oswald known for baking? Uh, that would be souffles. Excellent. We're up to two pounds in the pot. Mm. Question three, David. Which fruit has been the apple of the doctor's eye? I'll give you a clue. The answer isn't apple. Through numerous incarnations, being Colin Baker, Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, and Matt Smith. Okay. I'm trying to narrow it down because I feel like Eccleston in particular, um... The only fruit reference in series one I can think of is bananas. Bananas are good. So I'm going to say banana for that. Uh, Could be wrong. Absolutely correct, David. Now, bonus point. Yes. Can you name the two incarnations of the Doctor who used a banana as a weapon replacement? Uh, That would be Eccleston, for sure. Uh, And the other one... I don't know whether Tennant also pulls the switcheroo, or was it? Oh, I can't think what the other one is. You know what? I'm going to go out and live and say uh, Capaldi. That could be wrong, though. I can't. I can only picture the Eccleston scene. So I'm going to say Eccleston and Capaldi. Eccleston and Smith, I'm afraid. Ah, uh, so close, and yet so far. Okay. Question four, David. Which food did the 11th Doctor use to trick a known arch-nemesis into thinking it was a weapon? 
that would be a jammy dogger, dodger. A jammy dogger? That's something quite different. <laughs> That's enough about your weekend. Let's move on. Okay, yeah, number indeed. five. Which fruit... Can I just check? I was right about that, right? Yes, you were. You were, yeah. Oh, good, good. Number five. Which fruit did the tenth Doctor use to finish off his first duel? Um... Oh, tenth Doctor. Duel. Uh, that is... Oh, and what is, it's, it's a Satsuma, isn't it? It's a Satsuma. Yeah. Right, halfway now, David. Question six. Which yeah. side dish enhanced children's brains during Sarah Jane's investigation during school reunion? Oh, that is, of course, chips fried in krillotane oil. <laughs> oh, yeah. School dinner chips are absolutely unbelievable. The other day... Uh, the does, other your, day does your school use crinitane oil? Uh, they might do, because it's absolutely... I'm hooked on them. The other day, David, I was left kind of in charge of my school, because um, all right. the senior leadership team were off doing other jobs, so I was like the most senior member of staff left. Um, that and seems, I was that seems like a, a grave miscalculation. Oh, yeah. It was like when Lenny gets left in charge of the power plant on The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> all I really wanted was it was chicken wrap day for school dinners. But uh -huh. every time I was trying to get a chicken wrap, something went wrong and I got distracted. Um, and I was getting really frustrated that I couldn't get chicken wraps. So at the end of lunch, I went to see the dinner ladies and I was like, look, I'm, I'm probably too late. Um, would you be able to just knock me together a sandwich or something? I'm really sorry. And she went, what are you on about? We've got loads of chicken wraps left. And oh, I gorged myself on chicken wraps, David. It's the best school dinner that we do. Ah, <laughs> uh, Well, I'm glad that story had a happy ending for you, Matt. Okay. Question seven, David. Which beverage did Jackie Tyler swore fixed any problem? Cup of tea. Yeah, nice spot of tea. And yeah, oh, and you know what? She's, she's entirely right. correct. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we we are really showing our Britishness today, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. God save the king. Right. What's one mm. of the pickled items Jackie Tyler threw on a Slovene to kill it? Bonus point if you can oh. name all three. Okay. Um. I'm going to say gherkins, onions, and eggs. Oh, it's like you've got the email open in front of you, David, because that was the perfect <laughs> answer. <laughs> okay. Nobody has Wait. pickled eggs in their home, surely. No, but... Uh, again, here's another segue story. Where, where we live, David, right, okay. one, of the one of the pubs is really quite rough and unappealing yeah but it's the pub that was that was always open latest when i was younger so quite often you just end uh -huh. up in there and numerous yeah. times me and my friends used to buy pickled eggs because you could buy them from behind the bar and just drop them in random as uh -huh. pints when they weren't looking 
Oh, just, that is that just is just to see a massive skinhead or something going absolutely <laughs> off it, like really screaming. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, right, question right. nine, David. What salty food that was not salt was used when the tenth doctor was fighting off a cyanide poisoning in Unicorn and the Wasp? You know that seminal episode, Unicorn Ooh. and the Wasp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the scene. I remember the scene. What was it? Was it an olive? Oh, it was anchovies. I can't remember. I can't remember the anchovies. No, I wouldn't have got that one. Yeah. Right. Question <coughs> ten, David. What protein did Clara Oswald ask for? Sorry, ask for help cooking from the Eleventh Doctor and the TARDIS. What protein? Oh, I don't remember this. Eleventh Doctor. So, so like we've narrowed ourselves down to seven B here. It's a short span of episodes. Um, I can't picture the scene. I'm just going to have to take a random stab and say haddock. I can't, cause I can't think of anything, so, yeah. Uh, David, it must be from a Christmas special. The answer's turkey. Oh, of course it is! Yeah, I can, oh, yeah, I can, I can remember it exactly now. Yeah. Oh, I just couldn't, I couldn't, yeah. Never mind. Okay. Um, question 11, David. Which food is the 13th Doctor seen preparing at the end of the Ghost Monument? <sighs> preparing seems like a an overstatement. But is, is doesn't she just uh, have herself a little custard cream? She does, David. Yeah. Right, so we're up to eight pounds this week. We're doing okay. Yeah, we've had we've had custard creams in the house this week, and you know what? It's been it's been a little while since we had had any custard creams, and I've been very much enjoying them. Right. Where do you stand on a custard cream? Um, if I have one, I have fifty, so I tend not to have them in the house. <laughs> I can just inhale and pack yeah. it. Yeah, right. yeah. My uh, my partner does not like custard creams. Can you imagine that? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes, don't know. I sometimes fav- when I think about that, I think maybe I made a mistake. My, my favourite of the sort of most common biscuits is just a chocolate digestive. But again... You I see, I, I think chocolate... Di- Chocolate digestive, I think, is the most overrated biscuit. I'm well, just throwing it out there. Of war. 
they 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 are they are the rolling stones of biscuits i'm not saying they're bad but i'm just saying people massively overstate their importance and just how good they are um you know chocolate hard knobs malted milks they're right there there are superior biscuits to the to the chocolate digestive that's all I'm saying. I think we should do the final question before we really fall out. Okay. <laughs> David. At the end of the episode, knock knock, what type of takeaway did the 12th Doctor bring to the mysterious prisoner? Oh, Mexican. I'm sorry, David, it was Chinese. Mm. Is that right? They have a Chinese takeaway earlier in the episode. Um, but I'm pretty sure the line at the end of the episode uh, that he says to Missy is, uh, I brought Mexican. Oh, well, I'll give you the point, since you know bloody better than everyone, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> right, I could be wrong. David. If I'm wrong, Marie, please do come at me. Right, David, shush. Because... Yes. I've kept this a secret from you, but you're about to witness the biggest moment in Wheelie Big Quiz history. Right, okay. Okay. This week's episode, David, is kindly provided by Jacobus X, as we know. He suggested this episode. Mm -hmm. So, what yes. if I told you that Jacobus X has organised a celebrity question for the Wheelie Big Quiz just for you? <laughs> Um, I, I would be like, yeah, okay, yes, yeah. What if I told um, you that Jacobus X has organised and recorded a former companion asking a question for the Wheelie Big Quiz? Oh, my God. Okay, now we're talking. David, I'm going to uh, try who, and play this yeah. to you, but it is in our email yeah. inbox, but it also has the question. Okay. I'm going to play you some audio, David, from Mr Peter Purvis. Oh, amazing. Hi, this is Peter Purvis. Uh, just had a lovely day at the BFI on South Bank in London where I've signed a lot of autographs and done a few chats and watched the transmission of a restored copy of a very old serial from 1965 of Doctor Who. So here's the question. How many Blue Peter presenters appeared on Doctor Who? How many Blue Peter presenters have appeared on Doctor Who? Mm -hmm. That's a brilliant question. Yep. Brilliant. Oh, and well brilliantly done. brilliantly asked by Peter Purvis himself. Yeah. Oh, what, uh, what an honour. So that's two former companions we've had on the podcast at this point. Yep. At least we didn't have to pay oh, for it. Amazing. For this one. <laughs> um... Oh, right, okay. I can like think chance? of at least two. No, uh, well, I was going to say, I can think of two. Peter Purvis, obviously. Uh, also, I, I, I recall a Matt Baker cameo in uh, an RTD-era episode. That was in um, Aliens of London, yes. It was, yeah. You've got the whole list in front of you, have you? I have, yeah. Oh, okay. 
And I think there's... Okay, go on, go on, go on. The options are one, three, five, or seven. I know it's not one. I know it's more than one because I've just listed two. Seven seems too high. So it's between three and five. I'm just racking my brains to think... Oh, I think that if there are more, it's more likely to have been classic appearances. I mean, the, the I can't think of any others like that. I can my my thing with these questions is I always just try to visualize the scenes in question or whatever, and I can only think of those two. Um, so I'm gonna err on the side of caution and say three, but I might be wrong. The answer is seven. Really? Give me yeah. the full breakdown then. What have we got? Oh. Oh, wow. I'm just, I'm just texting my mum. Uh... You're just getting her thoughts on expiry dating for, for yeah. the back end yeah. of the podcast. Unsurprisingly, she said it was shit and she hated it. Ah, uh, not a River Song fan, then. You know what she's like, David. Right. Yeah. So, we have <laughs> Peter Purvis. Yes. Then, Janna Ellis played Tika in The Horns of Nyman. Seen that? Didn't recognise her. Oh. Then you no. had Christopher Wenner was a walk-on part as a roundhead soldier in The Awakening. Did not Sarah know that. Green... Sarah Green played Varn in Attack of the Cybermen. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt Baker in Aliens of London, as we said. Uh, yeah, Barney. Remember that one. Barney Harwood was an extra in Love and Monsters, which <coughs> he did for Totally Doctor Who. Oh, right. Yeah. And then finally, Gethin Jones was a Cyberman in Rise of the Cyberman and a Dalek in The Stolen Well, there you go. Um, I have learned something new today. Yeah. I've learned that Peter Purvis loves our podcast. <laughs> big fan, big fan, long-time listener. It's good to have him on board. Yeah. Yeah, he seems nice. He seemed a lot more cheery <sighs> than Jamie when we got that recording from Jamie. I think we just caught him on a bad mood day, you know. <laughs> to be fair, I feel I can't think of anything more demoralising than uh, doing cameos. To be honest, right. like, quid. it's it's <laughs> it's a nice idea. It's a nice idea, but I would just feel like I find it's feel uh, it would feel slightly degrading to me. Like I was just a performing monkey. Um, so but you know, hats off to them. People need money. In if that's uh, how they go about it, that's their business. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, with that one, I, I still sometimes think about how um, uh, about uh, shreddies with yogurt. That keeps me up at night sometimes, man. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that. 
It's yeah. an odd choice, if you ask me. He did make a great it's joke about having chicken, pie, chicken pox, though, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Yeah. yeah. Good egg. Uh, anyway, right. Um, what was the final total, then, for this uh, week's Weenie Big Quiz? Uh, nine pounds, David. Uh, so I'll donate that. I'm happy with now. that. Awesome. Oh, glad to have been of service. Right. Shall we, Matt, talk about expiry dating? Yeah, from the Tenth Doctor morning. and River Song bot set. Um, yeah. So, written by James Goss, I believe. Uh, um, I you know probably than me, released. I didn't really yeah. look. Yeah, I think it's written by James Goss and I think it was released maybe last year or the year before. Um, but yeah, um, what did you make of it, Matt? I quite liked this. I Obviously, yeah. we all know what my favourite Big Finish story is, don't we, David? Um, do we? I'm trying to think now. Is it? What have we done? Uh, um, oh, um, I'm trying to think what we've got. Uh, oh, Lady Christina, obviously. Yeah, that's it's it. It's obviously Lady Christina. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this yeah, this was good. It was nice to have Alex Kingston back. It was nice to have a little mm -hmm. taste of David Tennant before he's back in the role. I really liked yes, the format yeah. of the episode. Um, you mm. know, the fact that they were it was sort of correspondence and communication... And I liked a yeah. little surprise, you know. I didn't see part of this episode. Yes, yeah. There were there were there were some nice. There were a couple of nice little surprises towards the end of it, um, which we, I think we'll try and avoid spoilers initially. And as we go on, we'll move into spoiler territory on this. So if you really d don't want to be spoiled on this, it's something that you you're planning on picking up and listening to at some point. Um, then you might want to skip the back half of this episode. Like, but, if you want, um, press pause on the podcast now. Send me an email and I'll send you David's login for Big Finish and you can just give it a little listen. <laughs> Fill your boots, there's too much stuff on there. Mm -hmm. um, oh, but yes. Um, yeah, it was really nice. I, I enjoyed it more than I... I wasn't sure whether this was quite going to work for me, but uh, what I really liked about Have it, I think... Have you listened to this before? Sorry. No, I hadn't. I picked it up a little while ago when I knew uh, it was sort of this set was on my wish list already because I was intrigued by the basic thing of um, it being the Tenth Doctor in River Song because, of course, the Tenth Doctor has a much more arm's length relationship with River Song. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not until midway through the Matt Smith era that we really start to dig into their relationship and uh, it becomes an overtly romantic one. Um, whereas, you know, all we have to go on, on, on TV is the one appearance of, of, of River Song and um, uh, in David Tennant's era. And 
so yeah, it, it's nice to have a bit more to flesh that out. And I'm I am definitely going to be listening to the other two from this set uh, in due course. Uh, do you do you think you're you're going to listen to those on your own time, Matt, or are you you done with uh, it now? Quite possibly, because when I was listening, yeah, I I thought it finished in a way where it was going to lead into the second and third story, but it it just didn't. Yes, it just finished. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know whether. Yeah, but certainly that was that was enough to have me intrigued because I'm not, I'm not someone who religiously buys every Tenth Doctor release that Big Finish does because you know as I've said before, Tenth Doctor, I like, but I don't. You know, he's not like one that's super close to my heart. I'd, I'd have other priorities, I think, generally. But, but the addition of River Song was enough to have me intrigued and then with, as we say with the with the presentation of this particular story for the first two-thirds of it it's basically all done through letters back and forth yeah. between yeah. Letters, um, letters. the 10th river which yes indeed <laughs> um and it works really well as a format you really you really get a sense of the caution from from the tenth doctor's side, you know, still not not fully trusting River Song at yes. this point, um, and F- River in return just being incredibly flirtatious and incredibly mysterious and incredibly <laughs> therefore incredibly untrustworthy. So it, it's not that it's unfounded. Um, and also, shot through it, there is a lot of very Douglas Adams-esque humour in here. Yeah, um, the bit where there's talking camels and talking sand. I was just like, oh, just yeah. take me back to a sillier time in Doctor Who. It's too serious these days. Yes. Yeah, it's it's certainly... It was, it was very hitchhiker's... Um, this, is, this is interesting as well. This is the first time I've, I've ever really heard... Uh, or experienced someone other than Stephen Moffat writing for River Song as a character. Because, of course, on TV, every River Song appearance was a Stephen Moffat penned episode. Um, so I think James Goss does a very good job of capturing her her voice and also more of, you know, that sort of... Uh, some of the Moffatisms. Like, if you turned around and said to me... This was something Stephen Moffat knocked off in an afternoon and sent to Big Finish. I'd believe you, because you know it. It has that unusual structural element. In some ways, it it, it reminded me at points of uh, the Curse of Fatal Death. You know when things are kind yeah. of escalating and what they're one upping each other over this span of eons. You know, jumping around through time and. All these different locations and things, it had that sort of grand scope to it, but being in a way that was played for laughs, um, it, it, which was nice. It was, I, how am I, how can I say this? It was River Song before she got too serious in her own story arc, so she is kind of still just yes. this freewheeling adventurer you know, like Gentleman Thief type yeah. character. 
Yes, it's very se- Series 5 River Song, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's that early Matt Smith era. Um, yeah. Um, and, and Alex Clint Kingston and David Tennant are both clearly having a great time doing this. And I'm, I'm hoping that will carry over into the other two episodes from the set. Um, do we want to talk about... Uh, do, we, do we want to do some more spoilery stuff at this point? Maybe talk about some of the other people featured in this episode? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Okay, so uh, fair warning, listeners. This is a spoiler. If, As I say, if you don't want to be spoiled on this episode any more than you already have been, now is a very good time to switch off. And uh, no hard feelings. Um, but if you're still around, then uh, mention something that came to me, Matt, as a genuine surprise, because I didn't look closely at the cover art before I hit play. <laughs> I don't know about you. Did it did it come as an absolute surprise well, to you or not? I I had seen that, but with this episode being River Song and David Tennant, I just assumed, oh, that might yeah. be part two or three. Maybe she does a bit with all the other yeah. doctors. But no, uh, Peter Davison's in this, you know, <laughs> major supporting yeah. role. Yes. So it there's this whole subplot, basically. Yeah. So so basically. Um, what what River what all the back and forth with the letters is is um River Song is basically trying to get the Doctor to show up at this particular place and time for a plan, but she won't go into details about what the plan is. And at one point, one of her letters gets picked up by an earlier incarnation of the Doctor, specifically the Fifth Doctor, um, who becomes immediately besotted with her. Yeah. <laughs> And it is genu- It is so funny. I mean, Davison plays it really well, and it's. But it's so funny because uh, I, I think of all of the classic Doctors, he is perhaps the most chaste and sexless of the lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and when we've seen so it's him really in the funny. Power yeah. of the Doctor as well. He he has quite yeah. a serious role to play. So yeah. You know, seeing him just having fun was nice. Yes, yes, and I, I particular the thing that made me laugh louder than anything else in the whole episode was him mentioning that uh, Tegan had basically pushed him against a wall in the TARDIS and said, "Look, she's just not that into you, mate." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, uh, that was just, just perfect. Um. Uh, and, and yeah and, and of course as things go on we even get a little Colin Baker cameo we get a brilliantly written letter from the first Doctor like being read out by the 10th because as a point when he's he's doing he's been doing more research and has found that you know all of his previous incarnations appear to have been receiving these messages from, from River um, and the very the brusque tone of the of the William Hartnell letter yeah, is right. it's so perfectly written. You could imagine William Hartnell delivering that speech. Yeah, and you know we've well from the very second River Song left her story at close. Yeah, you know we were pining for more. We were pining for interactions with other doctors. We obviously got it with Capaldi later on. 
But yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was salve to the wounds of Torchwood, I would say. <laughs> yeah, and what a treat to be doing two multi-Doctor stories back-to-back, -back, unbeknownst to us. Yeah, it, it really is. It's. It, it, I think that's it. Ultimately, even though this episode does lightly touch on genocide, yeah, it does it in such... Yeah, but it does it in such an arm's length, abstracted kind of way. Just and it does provide some stakes and 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 moments of actual drama for the story. But the the real the real draw here, the real joy here is is in the interactions and the way in which different incarnations of the Doctor yeah, have been I, captured. I, and, I think it speaks and, volumes that we haven't even mentioned what the plot is. <laughs> yes yeah the plot is is kind of window dressing really yeah so there's a um, scroll and in i a will vault say and it tells you the date of the end of yeah. the universe river song wants to find out what that is that's pretty much it yes yeah there are some twists and turns as you get towards the end but that's that's the nuts and bolts of it uh but really yeah i think it's 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 about the interactions and it's about the structure of it use using back and forth letters which is really really clever um but i will say as well by the time it gets to about i think there's something like 20 minutes left on the episode and you finally get an actual face-to-face -face encounter with the 10th doctor and river by that point i was kind of relieved because i felt like they they'd gone about as far as they could go with that sort of letter format. Um, yeah. An interesting writing exercise, but at a certain point, you kind of just need characters to be in the same room <laughs> to, to push things on a bit. Um, yeah. I think it, it but would yeah. work interestingly as a, an episode, a, you know, a film TV episode. Yes, yeah, I think... I, I I don't know. I I, I think personally, one of the great things about it is that it's kind of playing into the strengths of audio. Mm -hmm. You know, because so much of it is based around letters and references to things that we're not directly experiencing. It means that they can be very outlandish and have you know pl talking camel priests and and uh, you know these vast space cathedrals and you know all the rest of it whereas if you tried to pull that off on a bbc budget you'd you'd be struggling very quickly i think well yeah um so it allows it to be a bit more imaginative and they should have done it in um, lockdown over zoom with one another well i think they so, quite quite possibly did in terms of when they recorded it uh, yeah, I suppose. Because um, Tennant recorded a lot of stuff very quickly for Big Finish when when the first lockdown hit because, basically, he couldn't do anything else. And Tennant is an actor who clearly loves to work. So he basically... I think he possibly even got in touch with Big Finish was like, hey, my schedule's suddenly looking a lot clearer than it... Than it 
would have. Um, have you got anything for me? And they sort of did a mad scramble to, to kind of produce as much as they could. I don't know whether this was part of that or whether it was already in the pipeline. Um, but I know they did record a lot of stuff with Tenon in quite a short span of time during the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I will find that out when I listen to the bonus uh, features because anything that was produced by Big Finish during the pandemic, the bonus features always make reference to it. It's, just, it's basically just a, just an hour of a bunch of actors saying like, oh yeah, it's really lovely to have some work, to be honest. <laughs> Um, I might yeah, listen to that I, rather than so yeah, I had a re <laughs> well, feel free. Um, I I always enjoy the 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 bonus stuff that that Big Finish do. It's 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 always much of a muchness, but it's always nice to hear from the writers here what what they were thinking about who, whether it was a brief that was handed to them or whether it was an idea they pitched to Big Finish, and you know I like all of that nerdy stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, overall, yeah, I just had a really, really good time with this one. I think it was a really solid um, addition to to the 10th Doctor canon, if you like. Um, yeah, it was just And like, I'm very excited to see... It was just fun, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, really fun. So thank you very, very much, uh, the, uh, Jacobus X, for requesting this particular uh, story um, it was uh, yeah much appreciated um, I don't know that we've got a lot else uh, more to say on it at this point um, any, any other thoughts that you, that you sort of jotted down or anything that we've not covered yet I, I quite liked the ending where River Song finds out the date of the end of the universe and she just gets a pen out and just writes a couple of zeros after it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It it was a very doctory move that, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. And, and I yeah. and I did like, you know, as we were as we were moving towards the climax where where the doctor kind of manipulates River Song into a sort of morality test. Yeah. Um cuz he's still unsure of so it who does, and what she is. Exactly. So I think this, in, in some ways, it's a really pivotal moment um, that helps. I think th this just fits in so nicely with, as a stepping stone, if you like, as a bridge between what we see in Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead, and where we pick up with River Song in uh, Time of Angels. It, mm. It's kind of nice to have that, that, that bridging uh, piece there yeah very interested to see what they do with the other two episodes in this set so that's that's probably going to be uh, uh, what I'm listening to for the rest of the week to be honest yeah I think when I I've so, got a couple of big yeah. drives this week where I'm working elsewhere so I might might stick it on in the car yeah why not why not um, well I, I think that about does it for that then um, but uh, thanks uh, thanks again for the suggestion. Next week, we're going to be talking fanfic. Uh, don't think I am, David. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> stories written by <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Do you know what, David? I knew this was coming. And you know earlier when I said I'd started a little project? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's so I didn't have to read any Doctor Who fanfic. So I'm going to edit this out so no one else hears what it is. (laughs) um, Right. Rather than doing Doctor Who fanfic, because I'm an adult, David, I don't partake in Uh such juvenile I've actually... Oh, awesome. Ah, nice. But anyway, we can talk more about that next week. Um, but, I, you know, I think that will fit into it. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'm not wasting I'll... my time with fan fiction. Who suggested that? Which listener? <laughs> I think it was Ariel. Get them blocked. Blocked on Twitter from now on. We're not having that <laughs> suggestion this year. Uh, uh, I'm going to have some anyway, strong um... opinions next week, David. <laughs> No doubt. Uh, uh, Right. So do join us for that, listeners. Uh, But until then, as always, thank you ever so much for listening. And until next time, cheerio. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.